Guys. Hello and welcome to the Green Pole Podcast. Tonight we will be previewing our trip to the South Coast as we face Brighton on Saturday afternoon. Tonight we are trying something a bit new for our preview podcast as we welcome Aidy from the Albion Raw to discuss his view from Brighton ahead of ahead of the game. How, how are you doing, Aidy? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, chaps. Uh, looking forward to Saturday. It's um, it's. <laughs> It's probably not the game we we were anticipating it was going to be um, before the season started. And um, yeah, we're, um, we're delighted that you're doing so well. Absolutely. Yes, it's great to have you on and talk to us. Um, and of course, we're joined by everyone's favourite podcast regular, Tom. How are you doing? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, let's just call me a regular. How about okay. that one? Right. Well, to kick things off, AD, how how do you think Brighton, who I must say are in in fine form under um, Roberto De Zerbi, how how do you think they're going to approach the game on Saturday afternoon? Um, pretty much the same we've approached every game um, under well, actually the whole season. I mean, obviously we started the season uh, with Graham Potter in charge, um, and uh, and when he left. We we thought the the sky had caved in, but um, it, it seems that we've upgraded. So, um, like uh, Roberto's going to come in. He's going. He's, he's a very very positive guy. He'll um, he hates losing, uh, and he'll he'll want to win this game, and and we'll certainly start on the front foot. So, uh, I mean, it, it's in terms of team selection, it's like you never really second guess it, really. But I mean, you, you, we have an idea. We know we know who who. Who will definitely be playing, but it's just who else will be playing is is uh, the answer to that question. Mm. Yeah, it'll certainly be a good game, I reckon. Uh, Tom, do you have anything to to add to that? Uh, yeah, I just uh, I saw that Danny Welbeck is a doubt or he's out for sure. Um, who who do you think will will go through the middle? Um, we're not sure if Danny's. He's uh, a funny one at the moment because. Um, we thought we fixed him, and uh, he was—he'd uh, had a really good run of games, and um, and he is a very, very important player to us. I mean, he's one of those guys that—I mean, at the end of the day, all strikers are going to be judged by goals. We know that, but you know, he just brings so much more to the party, and uh, and you know, he's an enabler, and and he—he's one of those players that makes everybody else looks better, look look better. But uh, I think, um, I mean, it hasn't—he hasn't definitely been ruled out, but. Um, if he doesn't, then I suspect Evan Ferguson will come in. Um, he's a, a a young eighteen year old Irishman, and he's he's you know he, he's had to bide his time to uh, get his opportunity, but he's taking it with both hands, and uh, he's a really exciting prospect for us, and uh, we're, we're hopefully going to see a lot more of him. Yeah, he's a really promising mm-hmm. player. Um, definitely someone that to keep tabs on for the future for sure. Um, in terms of key players for for Brighton, do you, of mm. course you've got Matoma. He's in fine form. Is he a player which Fulham will have to keep tabs on throughout the game? Um, I think so. I mean, it was an interesting one at Palace last week, um, where I mean, Palace actually start played most of the game very very narrow uh, and conceded the the wings. Which, bearing in mind the form that Carew uh, and Solly March are actually in, was a, was a weird kind of setup. I thought, but um, but they managed to basically they just managed to stop the ball getting to to uh, to Carew and um, you know, he was largely pretty quiet on uh, on Saturday, so um, he'll want to 
put that one under him and like get back to what he's good at. And uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's just frightening. He's absolutely frightening. And like, you know, he, he's one of those players that is just completely and utterly box office. Um, I mean, we, we came out of the press box at Palace on, um, on Saturday and we, the, 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 uh, the, the team coaches were just arriving and, it was it was mitomania out there. I mean, it was like the the Beatles had just uh, been reborn, and it was like there was there was probably 150, 200 uh, Japanese people like turn up to meet their hero, and it was just incredible. I mean, I'm not quite sure all of them were at the game, um, but you know, he's got such a, a big draw, and the fact that he's actually doing so well, it, it, it's absolutely wonderful to see. Um, you know, I mean, we I mean, we all hate football tourism to, to a certain degree, the half and half scarves and and the, the day trippers. It, but you know, these guys they, they're turning up, they're buying all the merch. Um, they're, they're just an absolute delight, and uh, I, we've never really had a player like that. And it's like you know, we're, we're delighted to have him. He, he, he's such a joy, and um, you know, he's absolutely tearing it up, and it, it's just brilliant. So yeah, are you going to make a special plan for him? Um, well, Bournemouth tried to double mark him, and he still scored the winner. So um, you answer that. It'll be interesting to see how Fulham set up to defend against your your key players, especially Matoma. Um, I don't, I don't think. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, having seen the way that you're playing at the moment, um, I don't. It's. I think you you set up to play your game. We're set up to play our game, and uh, someone will meet in the middle. I mean, I don't think. Um, the the way that you've been playing this year, and I, I, I mean, going back to the game in August, I mean, I think you are the only team that's absolutely that's actually dominated the game against us, and absolutely dominated us. For I mean, only for about for sixty five seventy minutes of that game, and then we actually started coming into it towards the end of it. But mm. no one else has done that to us. I mean, we went to City, we were really unlucky to get something out of it. Beat Man United, beat Liverpool, drew drew at Anfield. No, no one else has really dominated against us, and um, that was something which we were concerned about. And I suspect um, Marco Silva will like uh, look at that and, and think that he, they're going to try and do the game because it's largely going to be the same personnel. But obviously, we've got a different manager now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry, Tom. Sorry, yeah. I was no, I was, was going to say it, it just seems we've kind of mirrored each other's seasons. Um, obviously, the managers are very similar style managers. Um, like you say, you know, you've had good results against Man United, Liverpool's, we've beaten Chelsea, you know, very similar positions in the league. I'm really intrigued to see how the game goes. I don't see either side shutting up shop. I, I can see a very open game of two very good direct attacking sides. And I can see the game being one in midfield. Uh, how do you feel about that one with like Alexis McAllister and Moises Caicedo against Palinia, Reed, and Pereira? Um, we've probably got the best, best midfield in, in the league, I would argue. Um, you know, we've got a World Cup winner. We've got uh, Moise Casado, who, uh, you know, people were bidding over 70 million quid for in this in the, in January, but um, very much definitely wasn't for sale. Um, we've got, I think Adam Lallana is probably going to be fit. Um, it's we've got Pascal Gross. We've got, I mean, they, we've got a lot of lot, our strength is the midfield, pretty much. Um, it depends on the, the formation we're, we're going to be playing and whether we're going to be playing three or four at the back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that midfield it will be intriguing. And I, I, I mean, I think Alexis was 
um, quite shocked by by yourselves um, in August. It was the worst game we'd ever see. We saw Enoch Mwepu play uh, for us. Um, unfortunately, he's had to retire. Um, I mean, he was a player which we had so much hope for as well. Um, but I mean, at the, at the age of 24, he's had to retire because of, of a heart condition, which is just, heart, well, excuse the pun, but heartbreaking really for him. Yeah. And um, we had him on our show and he's just a delightful, delightful guy. And so it's absolutely devastating for him to, at the age of 24, to be able to be told, oh, you can't play football anymore because you might die. Um so he joined but, up mean, with your coaching team as well, though. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, yeah he's, he's meant to be taking the under nines. So you know, <laughs> we might see him again in the future a, as a manager. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere. But then he went back to um, Zambia, and uh, he had another issue. So we're hoping he's going. I think he's back in the country again now. So hopefully he'll be able to pick up. But yeah, I mean, it, it, our best wishes go to him because we absolutely love love the guy. And when he was playing well, he was just an absolutely wonderful footballer and could have gone to be gone on to be one of the, one of the greats. But um, yeah, the, but the midfield is, I mean, like I said, I mean, Caicedo is just an absolute beast. Um, you all saw what McAllister did during the World Cup. And, um, you know, it, it's we're, we're just so, you know, we're, we're Brighton over Albion, right? We, like 20, 25 years ago, we nearly went out of existence. And if you'd have told us when, we, when we're sitting with Dean in the pouring rain, losing to Rochdale, that we'd have a World Cup winner on our side. I mean, it's just, it doesn't even compute. So, you know, we're, we're very much aware of, of, of where we are, who we are, what we are. Um, and it's just, you know, we're just enjoying this journey that we're on at the moment. And, you know, I mean, last season was our highest ever finish in, in, the, in, in the top flight. And, um, you know, we're looking to improve on that this year and hopefully qualify for Europe for the first time. So, you know, um, it's it's going to be a tough battle on Saturday. I think that, like I said, that midfield battle will be intriguing. But I mean, I think that hopefully we can uh, we can boss that and uh, get our noses in front and and take and take all three points. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it how it goes. It will definitely be a a different a different game to last time, as you've already said. Obviously, obviously Brighton in, in fine form and taking a different approach to how they approached the game last time back in yeah. August. Um, uh, you have to. The other thing we have to we have to remember. And this is something which, you know, uh, football fans, you know, we're, we're we're a superstitious bunch, and you know, there are there are there are just things that, you know, it, it is still a fact that Brighton have never beaten Fulham in a top flight game, and <laughs> Saturday is a very good time to start. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, one for the history books for sure. Um, <laughs> Just I'm on how Fulham are going to, to be honest. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> just, on, just on how Fulham are going to approach the game, Tom. Just a quick question to you: How do you think we're going to line up um, to take on Brighton? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be the usual suspects: the the very good back five of you know Leno, Robinson, Tete, Ream, uh, and Diop, and then obviously Palinia screening, uh, doing what he does best. I think he's top of the charts for tackles and interceptions. It'll be Reed, Pereira, Mitrovic, Willian, and uh, Bobby Reed. It will, you know, the usual suspects. I think it will be a very open game. I'm looking forward to it. There's two very good sides in good form. So yeah, and a bit like bit like Brighton as well. We're just kind of riding the riding the wave at the moment. We we were expected to go back down, and we've 
we've taken the league by storm. You know, teams don't don't want to play Fulham, and that it's just nice to be at this stage and know that we haven't got anything to worry about. Yeah. I mean, do you do you, th- do you think that I mean, obviously the the, the season we had <laughs> in the championship last year, there was so much momentum, and you know, and uh, and you were pretty much like scoring goals for fun. I mean, I mean, ha- I can't remember how many times you scored seven last year, but it was a lot, wasn't it? it was <laughs> Three or four. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and. <laughs> Obviously, you did make you did make a few signings coming into the the Premier League this time, but not but you didn't just like uh, just go into it blindly like you did last time, and and there, there seemed to be more of a plan, and you had that momentum from from last season, and you know and that momentum can go a long way, and I think you have ups. I mean, obviously, during the first game with Liverpool, which was which shocked everybody. Um, at the time, and um, probably even yourselves, because you, you know you you, uh, you you put the yo in yo-yo. Um, but it's um, it, it's it's you know it's it's nice to see that clubs can come up and sustain it. I mean, I, I suspect that um, Bournemouth won't be uh, joining us next season. Um, but who else came up? I can't remember who else came uh, up. I think Forest was the other. Forest. Team. Oh, well, Forest, well, Forest actually, you know, they they they've seen to have. Well, they they seem to have taken the Fulham approach and by buying everybody and then everybody else as well, um, but they seem to they, they seem to be stabilising a little bit, so they might be all right maybe. So I mean I think maybe Southampton might be doomed, um, but you know it's, uh, fortunately there won't be another team from the south coast joining them this year. Hopefully, mm, so well, <laughs> if there's one thing for sure that's certain, I don't think Liverpool or Chelsea will be. Um... Popping above Brighton or Fulham anytime soon. You love a good win against Liverpool, don't you? Well, I mean, it's been it's been an interesting that that first game, the league game. You know, I mean, it was the the scoreline flatland. And actually, it was one it was one of those classic ones. And I'm sure you you suffer from this yourselves as well. That you know, I often say that uh, I'm going to watch two games this this weekend. I go, oh yeah, Eddie, who are you going to see? Oh, I'm going to watch uh, Brighton v Fulham. Uh, and then I'm going to watch Brighton v Fulham on match of the day, and um, and it will be two very very different games to the one that we just watched unfold. It's it's all to do with the editing, and it's like, and it was at that Liverpool game where we absolutely dominated them. Could have it could it, if, if it was six or seven, the scoreline wouldn't have flattered us. And yet you watch the game on match of the day, and it was all about uh, oh how Liverpool didn't do this, and they, they actually we had some, I think it was twenty shots on goal. Uh, nine on target, which six of which they probably didn't show, and there too they showed from every conceivable possible angle. I mean, it just it's just ridiculous. And then, um, yeah, I, I mean, I could rant quite a lot about it, but you know, I have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we're we're no strangers to match of the day's bias either. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, we're, certainly, we're certainly enjoying life above Chelsea, so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, that's a weird one up there, isn't it? I mean, I mean, we obviously hate them with a passion at the moment. The club stealers. I mean, I mean, I mean, Todd Bowley or Cartman, as I like to call them. I mean, have you ever seen Todd Bowley and Cartman in the same room? I don't think so. <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's like, uh, yeah, he's just uh, he looked up well at the definition of well-rounded club in the dictionary. He saw Brighton and said, "I want all of that," and. Um, <laughs> And he tried to take it all, and he's still coming back for more now. So, you know, from the manager to the backroom staff and the players to, to the recruitment team, and yeah, they still and yet they still. 
I mean, we are, obviously there was a joke that we were brighter than XG Albion for a while, and uh, <laughs> and that we were creating all these amazing chances and not scoring goals. Strange how Chelsea can't score goals at the moment, isn't it? Mm, yeah, very, very strange. Just on Potter, uh, how do you think he's going to cope over the next few games with Chelsea? I mean, I, I, as it stands at the moment, um, we it's it's a weird one because I mean Graham had a lot of goodwill here and he basically burned all his bridges. Um, and that kind of went out the window. And it's like, you know, if he had gone to another club and not that one, which we has got social issues, fan issues, they're not a very nice club. Like, I'm not going to say what I really think, but, you know, I think you can read between the lines. Mm. Um, if he'd have gone, if he'd have gone to like a Man United, if he'd gone to Liverpool, if he'd have gone to Dortmund, he would have gone with our best wishes because they would have gone to somewhere that actually support their managers. They, they, they look after them and, you know, he would have been more of a, a success there and he would actually been given more of the tools they actually need instead of the scattergun approach of old, oh, let's just throw money at it. And that, that doesn't work. It didn't work at Brighton. He didn't, have, we did, we had a careful plan. We, we recruited carefully and, um, you know, that's 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 the way that he prefers to work. So I mean, he's he's just at the wrong club. He shouldn't have gone there. He should have bided his time. It was part of the project here. The the, the the part of the project where he was at with us was we just find we found the cheats the cheat code to score goals finally, and you know we started turning it around towards the end of last season and going into the beginning of the season, and we were actually looking like a really, really coherent goal-scoring team and, and scoring goals for fun. That will happen with Chelsea if he's given the time and the right and the players that that he that he, he needs um to work in in his system. But all the time they've got that the the the, the scattergun approach. The fact the fan the fans wanted them out before they they'd even kick he even kicked a ball. Um you know there, there's people that went with him who I know personally, and I feel we felt a little bit let down that they went. Um, I, I mean, but man gets off a better job with foreign travel in any other walk of life. You're going to do it, right? So it's it, it was it is a tough one to take, but you know we beat them four one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just to finish up, really, uh, can we kind of get a prediction from you from you both about how how we think the game's going to go? Uh, um, I think that uh, we'll be wearing blue and white stripes. Um, we'll probably kick towards the south goal in the first half and towards the uh, north stand in the second half. Um, and the ref will blow a whistle and we'll both kick a ball around a bit and one team might win and the other one might not. That's, a, that's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> very very precise prediction. Tom, what are you going to do? Uh, after after last week, I mean, basically, you, I mean, it appears you can score a perfectly good goal and not have it um, given these days. So anything can happen. Oh yeah. Um, like yeah. I said, you've got to draw the line somewhere, I suppose. But it's like uh, in the right place, hopefully. Uh, I mean, it's just it, it's just it beggars belief, really. It's just like, it's like, I mean, he wasn't it's the wrong bloody player. It's the wrong. Player. <laughs> I mean, I, and you know, I mean, I, I it, 
the one at Arsenal, um, that was what uh, Brentford should have been home and hose in that game anyway. They, they should have, they should have been. Uh, the fact that Arsenal had a moody goal, uh, given you know, that, that, that's that's just that's just football. Um, the Chelsea one, the handball, that was just, um, how the hell they've not looked at that? And it, I mean, it's a clear, it's a clear penalty and a red card, and, and they didn't even look at it. This is, <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't even understand it anymore. At the end of the day, the rules have got to change. Um, the offside rule is, it's, it was never there to be micromanaged in this way. It, it was there to stop goal hanging, right? So, um, if. I mean, the people say, oh, yeah, bring back the daylight rule, which is never actually an, an actual thing. But, um, but you know, a player should be, if you can see it with the naked eye and, they can, and they're clearly gaining an advantage, that's offside. If you have to micromanage it, if it's a Nats pube offside, that's, uh, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't, <laughs> it, it, that's not gaining an advantage. And, you know, and we're looking at it, you know, we, we've all, I mean, we were pretty devastated by it because it was Palace and, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, it's Palace. They tried to burn down their own town. They should have burnt more. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, they, it was just really, really. Uh, I, I, where was? I? Oh yeah. So basically, you know, we've all had games. We've all had like been uh, victims of officials making mistakes. We've all had. Uh, it all happened, and this has been going on for years. You know, it's a conversation we had down the pub. You know, was it over the line? Was was were they offside? Was that handball? Was it um, was it a red card? You know, this is the sort of stuff that we've been talking about in pubs for like since the since the very first ball was kicked a hundred and fifty odd years ago. So, you know, it, it's it, these things have always happened, and you know, Arsenal had other chances to to win that game. We had other chances to win the game. It, it, it shouldn't matter, but the fact is, it, it, I mean, Arsenal might look at it, and if, if uh, they lose by three points, by sorry, by two points at the end of the season, the title by two points at the end of the season, they might turn back and look at it. But the season's a long; uh, it's a long time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not won or lost over one game or one decision. So, you know, yeah. we'll, we've moved on from it. We'll, we'll accept it. Uh, PGML have apologised. It was a terrible mistake. It probably was a difference between us winning and losing against our deadly rivals. Um, but, you know, we have, we have to move on. Yeah, definitely. Tom, do you have anything else to add? No, mate, no, not really. I think I'm looking forward to the game. Like I said earlier, I think it'll be a very open game. Two very good young managers, two very good direct attacking sides, flying high in the league. Uh, if you want a prediction, I'd probably... Uh, with my Fulham head on, I'd go for a 2-1 win to Fulham. But with uh, a balanced head on, I'm going to say a 2 all draw. Interesting. Can, can I just get some, can I, just before we go, can I just get some love for uh, for Willian's goal at the weekend? I, I, I can't watch, stop watching it. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, Credit yeah. as much as you like. He's, he's a class player and he's been... It's We're blessed player. to have him. Absolutely <laughs> blessed to have him. Rolling back the years for sure. Um, yeah. In terms of a prediction for myself, um, again, as Tom said, if I was to think of a Fulham Fulham perspective, I'd go with a 1-0 victory. Otherwise, I'd say a 1-1 draw. 
Um, I mean, a draw, a draw would be with probably going to be the bookies' favourites, but um, I, I think we, I think Brighton will win, and I think we might be quite, hopefully, quite comfortable. Yeah, well, we shall see what happens, but it will certainly, <laughs> it will certainly yeah, be a good game. It will be a good game, which um, everyone. Can I think look- it will. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Is I think it, it's one of those ones where we're going to be pretty, pretty nervous about. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, we. If, if if it, we're playing Man United or Liverpool or Arsenal or Man City, we we go into it. We're not actually that nervous about it because we we feel that we've got a, got a chance. But if we're playing against Bournemouth or Fulham or Southampton, we're bricking it. We're bricking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it's the way. Be. It's the way of the way of the world. <laughs> <laughs> But look, AD, it's been brilliant talking to you and having you on the podcast. Uh, thank, thank you for chatting to us and we wish you luck for the weekend. Tom, as always. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> for, the, for the sake of the podcast, we wish you luck for the weekend. <laughs> I don't wish you any luck at all. I want you to lose. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to see Matoma run rings around you and like... Uh, <laughs> And I mean, like, I uh, my FBL points, but that's have about us congering it. in the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, as always, cheers for your time. Absolutely, mate. Anytime. And to all our listeners, have a great week. Um, look forward to the game on Saturday. And come on, you whites. <laughs> <laughs>